Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah, it's Eiffel Tower Day. So let's protest pensions, burn some trash, and throw out Macron. Hi, kids. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Fromage Cheeseman. Chad Sugar Hill Gang So Wash. And on this week's show, Chad GPT marches on, buy or sell, and deal gets naughty. What are you doing, step bro? <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel uh-huh. brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text Kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> Nineteen eighty. When was this? This was like maybe 70s. Yeah. Yeah. I need my knee high uh, aluminum, aluminum boots (laughs) and uh, a nice 
rainbow jacket for this. Jeez. Why, why are we playing? Why are we playing that to start the show, Chad? As we've been doing the European show, we start to understand like the the big differences between you know U.S. and Europe. It's not just the the distance from across the pond. Mm-hmm. We were recently on Adway's show with Sarah Dosfeld. Anyway, she's in love with <laughs> Swedish house house mafia. Uh-huh. So I posed the question on LinkedIn: Who is better, Swedish house mafia, Jam Master J, Spinderella, or Grandmaster Flash? And the Europeans had a shit fit. They just automatically were in the Swedish house mafia EDM crew. <laughs> And it was amazing because the Sugar Hill Gang and Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, they they evolved music, yep. right? Yep. Swedish House Mafia is great. I, I, I like listening to them, but they're not evolutionary at all. And as I as I was starting to think about this, I was like, you know, this is this is a, a metaphor for the HR and recruiting industry, especially in tech, because there's some great tech platforms that are out there, some good tech platforms. But very, very few of them are evolutionary. Yeah. And I wanted to play Grandmaster Flash. So, I mean, that's why we did it. Europe has a bunch (laughs) of countries in it. Next on CNN, Viking longboats uh, sailing down the Ohio (laughs) River uh, to Columbus to uh, pillage the the Sowash abode. Nice. Piss off the Swedes. That's always fun. By the way, I'm glad glad that you offered me up for more surstrumming. Without without my <laughs> approval, those that don't know, surstrumming is one of the nastiest things uh, that you can eat. <laughs> it Rotted fish. Horrible. It's apparently some some Scandinavian delicacy, and it's horrible. Google it. Watch it on YouTube if you want to learn more. But uh, Chad has offered me up again. <laughs> they call it a delicacy, so dumbasses like us go and eat it. Oh, this is a delicacy. Oh yeah, put it yeah. on a plate until yeah. they open the fucking can and they clear out an entire restaurant. <laughs> yeah. When you when you have to open something underwater because the smell is so bad, you don't want it to like totally. <laughs> it was bad. Burn man. the nostrils of every, everyone within oh. ten and feet. You were of right it. there. I was twenty feet away. I yeah. could smell it twenty yeah. feet away, and we were outside, kids. Yeah. We were outside anyway. Yeah, my first clue was asking asking a dozen Swedes if they've ever done it. And they were like, "Hell no, we've never done that shit." <laughs> That shit's awful, man. Awful. Yeah, so hopefully we'll be back in Sweden sometime soon so that you can have more sur strumming. I can have a dance-off, uh, and we can play some Swedish House Mafia and uh, some Grandmaster Flash. So there you have yeah, it. Although Sarah's moving to London, I okay. believe. So we'll change it to fish and chips. I much prefer <laughs> fish and chips to rotted fish in a can. <laughs> that, that was stored back in the, the fucking Cold War era. All right, shout outs. Shout outs. Rupert Murdoch, Chad, oh your favorite God. media mogul. Get, 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 get a load of this. Thanks, Australia. Yeah, Rupert Murdoch is getting married for the fifth time God. to 66-year-old Anne Leslie Smith, a former model, and just one year younger than Murdoch's oldest child. Uh, the pair met in September last year following his August divorce from Jerry Hall after six years of marriage. If you're keeping score, Chad, that's six months between marriages. I guess when you're 92 years old, like Rupert Murdoch is, turnaround time takes a whole new meaning. Shout out to Rupert and marriage number five. You think at 92 years old, he would have learned his lesson, but 
apparently not. He uh, he has a penchant for models, by the way. If you take a look at his uh, his divorcees, Jerry Hall famously uh, married to uh, Rolling Stones lead singer Mick Jagger. Yes, annulled. Yes, but annulled. Oh, was it annulled? I don't. Yeah, it was. I don't know. And she was in Playboy in the eighties. I think. I I think I remember her from that. So anyway, uh, to people (laughs) who really matter, shout out to Bradley DiPaolo over at Candidate Hub. Apparently on road trips, Bradley loves the soft and melodic tones of the Chad and Cheese podcast Mm. in his ears, or at least that's what he's saying on social media. So thanks for listening, Bradley. We love you, brother. Keep sharing. (laughs) We look good on a big screen in a car, by the way. We look good on a big (laughs) ass. It's sexy. Yeah. Yeah, it is sexy. I'm glad we selected the yellow. Somehow that, that pops really nicely <laughs> on our on our logo. All right. Shout out to Leverage, Chad. This Ooh. is from Fortune Magazine. Uh, Leverage. Week. Despite recent efforts by employers to take back some of the bargaining power from employees, recruiting professionals predict that talent will continue to have leverage for the next five years. Fortune says this means employers cannot lowball candidates and must offer excellent compensation and benefits to remain competitive. In addition, DEI remains a priority for candidates and businesses will be held accountable for their societal promises. Shout out to Leverage and let the good times roll for our industry as vendors look to cash in over the next five years at least. Uh, It'll go longer than that because salary transparency is actually what's forcing this shit, kids. Uh, Recruiting experts. What the fuck ever. (laughs) Shout out to Recruitix. It's official, kids. Recruitix just announced to their customers that, quote, Google job ads are finally here. This new long-awaited product offers employers the opportunity to dynamically advertise specific jobs in the most premium inventory Google offers via the feed of your jobs, end quote. Why is this important for hiring companies? Because, quote, up to 73% of job seekers start their job search on Google as the touch point to find employment. Google is an operating system. It's a lifestyle platform. All of the things that indeed will never be. Shout out to Recruitix and Google for jobs, paid ads, going into beta sometime soon. That escalated quickly. Yes, we've been talking about it. We've seen screenshots, but it looks like it's official, which to me means Google is reaching out to these agencies and talking about, hey, we're coming into beta. Let's get some of your best clients testing this thing. We talked recently on a show to tease a future episode about how Google is going to make enough money Mm -hmm. to justify doing this thing. I mean, they can only go to so many LinkedIn's and zip recruiters uh, (laughs) to get some low-hanging fruit. They're going to have to build some bridges to the biggest agencies, biggest companies in the world if they're going to turn this into a billion-plus dollar business. Clearly, they're starting to do that. They're doing the right thing. They're calling agencies. I'm sure they're calling all of them to get those budgets switched over. And with all the fuck-ups that Indeed's been uh, (laughs) having lately, shooting itself in the foot, I'm sure more than enough agencies and clients are more than happy to explore Google as an alternative to Indeed. Timing is great on this one. Timing is great. (laughs) It is. Lucky and great. That's right. Shout out to Bosco Vujatovic. Bosco. I think I said that right. This is via LinkedIn. Super fan Bosco, uh, while posting a pic in his new Chad and Cheese t-shirt, so damn sexy. He posts, quote, my wife bewildered, says, 
some podcasters sent you a t-shirt question mark and they talk about recruiting question mark and you like it question mark his reply love it and we love you too bosco of milwaukee wisconsin this shout out is for you my man and keep listening on and looking sexy as you do looking good in that chat and cheese it's very slimming too joel has his on it it's very slimming big nice warm comfy we picked the dark hues for the t-shirt. There's a, a really good reason. By the way, just like Bosco, you too can be stylish in a Chad and Cheese t-shirt, but oh, you got to go to ChadCheese.com, yeah. click Very the smart. free link, click mm-hmm. t-shirts, put in your information, t-shirts from JobGet. We got beer from our friends at Aspen Tech Labs. We have bourbon from our homies at Kernel. And if it's your birthday in a certain month, you might win a nice bottle of rum from our friends at Plum, but you got to win it. You got to be in it to win it or something like that. You got to go to <laughs> chadcheese.com, register. click the free link and register. Come on, people. Events, kids. Hey, that's right. We have Unleash coming up. Tickets. Get your tickets. That's right. Wait, 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 wait. Listener, listener, you don't have your tickets to Unleash yet? Are you serious? Are you fucking kidding me? At Caesars Forum, in Vegas, late late April, you've got some time. It's coming up fast, so get your damn tickets. We're going to be on stage with Chris Conrad from Tex Colonel, our, bo- our our buddies over there, uh, during the vendor summit. And our dance card is just about full with dinners, drinks, parties, including a little private soiree with our friends over at Plum. Uh, mm-hmm. Then there's a Chad and Cheese, the drinks are on Tadio listener events that we're looking to, 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 to put together. Nice. Talent toke with our boy, Evan <laughs> White, who is an event genius. Get this. We're going to be, we're going to watch the Bellagio Fountains while we're getting high. Yes, kids, weed is legal in Vegas. Also, I think we're, we're going to be making an appearance at one of the bars inside of the high roller. It's that big Ferris wheel that's yep. right in front of the Caesars Forum. I think we're going to spend half an hour in there, possibly do whatever we can. Shots, half an hour, who knows? But anyway, we're going to have a blast. That's Unleash. You haven't been up in the pod yet, have you? I have not. It seems like a trap. Like... <laughs> Open bar for 60 minutes and a glass, a glass egg. It's only 30 minutes. Seems very dangerous. Seems very dangerous. Okay, 30 minutes. I guess I can deal with that. (laughs) Talent toke. Yes. Talent toke. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. It's going to be a blast. Are cameras allowed in this event? Because I could see uh, the the authorities. I could see the authorities uh, tracking those of us in (laughs) non-legal states. By the way, our, our our travel is powered by our friends at Shaker, folks. Find out more at shaker.com. Then we go to iSIMS. Pretty excited about this event. We're going to be on stage closing out day one with a half hour session. During our prelim tech check yesterday, we made it pretty clear that uh, we wanted to be uh, drinking on stage because we knew right after that we have the expo, we have drinks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, pretty excited about that. If you don't have tickets to any of the events, we got plenty of others that are happening. Go to chadcheese.com, click on the events in the upper right-hand corner and register for them all. And we got discounts for some of them. This We've is got this is fucking group on it, Chad Cheese. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> it's group. <laughs> really? <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? I can. I know I can. 
I can feel it all the way down in my plums. <laughs> oh, yeah, Chad. You know what that means. We got birthdays mm. to celebrate. Happy birthday! Another trip around the sun for some of our favorite listeners. Megan Sharp. <laughs> Dan Cheeseman. No relation uh, really? whatsoever, believe it or not. Uh, and he spells his name incorrectly, so we're not, we're not really. <laughs> James, James Holloman. <laughs> Paulo Barriga. Ah. Thomas O'Hara. Simon Evans. Robert Omerwa, Todd Hanford, Derek Christensen, Nate Menard, Elon Oberg, <laughs> Martinson, one of our favorite Swedes, speaking of them, celebrates, celebrates a birthday. And last but definitely not least, yes. Jeremy Cheeseman turns oh, six years old. Six? Holy Six years old shit. this week. Uh, ironically, the same age... As our podcast uh, coincides with uh, <laughs> yes. my, my last and final child that I will put on this earth. That is <laughs> birthdays. Thanks for listening and enjoy your special day this week. Happy birthday! Topics! Playoffs? I think we have a layoff alert, Chad, that came across the wire uh, today as we were creating notes for the show. What's up? Yep. Talent.com just laid off about 80 people, uh, equaling about 25% of its workforce. I was amazed that most of these arbitrage players, they're not innovating at all. We talked about this with with music earlier, right? Yep. How can these companies actually separate themselves from the indeeds of the world as opposed to just doing the same shit and feeding each other. Right. Mm -hmm. And you got to ask what do companies want? They want qualified candidates. So how can companies like talent.com send more quality? That's the problem they should be solving for that indeed is not solving for. We're seeing that now. Indeed is all over the fucking place. It's almost like vendors are fat and happy just drafting off of indeed. So I, I, I don't know. What do you think? I think if, if we believe Indeed is is scared about Google and Google monetizing, mm. think about what Talent.com uh, is thinking internally about this uh, this development. It's hard. It's it's the game of spend money and hopefully you're spending less than what you're getting in clicks or postings mm -hmm. or fees or whatever banner right. ads that you have on the site. And it's a game of arbitrage and it's very very difficult. And as uh, companies pay less per click. In some industries, I mean, certainly tech has fallen off. I think last uh, news I read was 300,000 tech jobs have, have been lost in the last year. That's a lot of, I mean, that's, those are high price clicks. Um, and all that, all that revenue is, uh, is stagnant right now at these companies. And that leads to layoffs because they have to, they have to save money if they can't make money. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're seeing a lot of layoffs. I mean, this, I think was 20%, you said 80 or so. 25. Employees. Yeah. Okay. 25. So they're. They're a pretty lean organization uh, to their yes. credit, um, yes. so that is, that's the good news. But yeah, this it's a tough business. Always has been, always will be. Well, we did a little teaser. We did talk to Mike Woodrow earlier this week, and he doesn't think that there's going to be any arbitrage game off of Google because Google is so expensive. So it's going to be it's going to be a big change, I think, for the industry. And we really have to stop thinking about traffic, and we have to start thinking about targeted qualified individuals that's more important than uh, than than quantity yeah at the end of the day i mean brand matters um and indeed early on got all their traffic from search 
SEO. And when that dried up, they built a brand. They spent money on ads. And uh, because of that, they're well known. I don't, I've never seen a talent.com ad. I've never seen a mm-hmm. job case ad. I've, you know, like a lot of these companies that um, are looking to make a big dent in this game aren't spending the money to build a brand to where they can uh, leverage that and grow off of it, even in, in bad times. So until I see some of that stuff, these, these guys are sort of fringe businesses. Anyway, let's talk a little chat GPT, Chad. Everybody is. Because it's in the news, believe it or not. Go figure. A few things here. A new Corn Ferry survey says 46% of professionals are currently using chat GPT as part of their daily work. What's more, OpenAI announced a product extension for chat GPT, allowing the chatbot to interact with external data and services with plugins, ChatGPT now can search for real-time information on the web, order groceries from DoorDash, and book flights, hotels, or rental cars on Kayak. One expert believes plugins have transformed G- ChatGPT into an app platform that could challenge the iPhone in the not-so-distant future. Beamery has launched Talent GPT to generate new job <laughs> descriptions, and Generative AI reported more than 200 new AI tools were released just last week, including Chatbot Kit, which says it's the fastest way to make your own advanced chatbot. Chad, it's ChatGPT's world. We're all just renting. What are your thoughts? Dharmesh Shah, the founder of HubSpot, just announced that he bought Chat.com for mm-hmm. over 10 million dollars with his own money, by the way. Apparently he didn't have enough planes and yachts, but he bought chat.com. He didn't buy conversational.com, right? Conversational.ai. Yes. No. It, it, so, I mean, it's one of those things where this is incredibly important. Google just uh, reshuffled their virtual assistant unit and they're focusing more on the BARD AI side of the house. As we're talking about the beam raisers, we're talking about all of the companies out there. This is going to be a me too effect. Everybody's going to do it. I think what you're talking about with regard to the, uh, the app extensions, that to me is, is, is pretty amazing. Just to be able to point at data sets that you want to train chat GBT off of, I think is an, an incredibly smart. But here's the thing. Is everything going to get paused so a story in, in Gadget yesterday, uh-huh. an, an open letter signed by tech leaders and prominent AI researchers has called for AI labs and companies to immediately pause their work. Signatories like Steve Wozniak and Elon Musk agrees risk risks warrant a minimum six-month break from producing technology beyond GPT-4. Allow people to adjust and ensure they are benefiting everyone. So do we need a break? Is, is this happening too fast? We need a break is like telling someone to put the toothpaste back into the bottle. <laughs> uh, I don't see how you put the genie back uh-huh. in on this one. I mean, unless you have some serious uh, global government regulation around the processes and investment that's going into this. I mean, by and large, most people haven't been excited as excited about a new technology uh, since maybe mobile. I mean, almost a decade. Web3 is kind of, eh, you know, uh, yeah. VR, AR, uh, that's sort of 
that's sort of stalled uh, for sure. <laughs> so I, I mean, the talk of like AI is the most dangerous thing that we face right now is it makes great headlines. Um, but I don't know how you put that genie back in the bottle. I do love also the uh, the Corn Ferry. Forty six percent of professionals are using Chat GPT. I posted that on LinkedIn, and I was shocked at the pushback on that. Like people were pitchforks, uh, Corn really? Ferry's bullshit. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Uh, dost thou protest too much? I mean, I bet if you look really deep into some of these people, they either work for a company that's threatened by chat GPT or AI or have something to lose. This thing has been around just since November of last year, and it's yeah, yeah, penetrated yeah. The, the zeitgeist um, of everyone. I think we can agree that this is a force to be reckoned with, whether you're mad about it or not. I think also the amount of apps and integrations that we're seeing. That's powerful. To me, you're looking at, you know, people question, question how this is going to autom- or how this is going to monetize. Mm-hmm. You know, don't think Google, think AWS. Uh, these guys are going to power much of the internet in, in just a few short years, probably. Anyone that has a software is going to have to plug this in in some form or fashion. And they're going to get a tax for all that data that comes in and out of, of these sites. Um, so to me, it's a juggernaut in terms of, of monetization. I got the BARD. Google Bard invite uh, mm. this week. So I've been kind of playing around with that. I still think that uh, OpenAI has a more robust product at this point, but there's it's really early and uh, there's going to be a lot of money thrown at this space. So it's just really exciting. Uh, I like talking about it. I think, um, you know, Beamery, we talked about Hireology. Uh, those are two press releases that said they were the first uh, to integrate this stuff. So <laughs> how many more first PR uh, we're going to see is will be fun. Uh, get it out there fast, kids, because well, ultimately you won't be the first after 10 or 12 firsts uh, that come across the no. wire. But exciting stuff as always. And uh, we'll we'll like talking about it again. It's a me too conversation. But this around for the most part is is general, the generative AI side of the house. It's large language models. In most cases, what our practitioners are going to care about the most is domain specific models, ones who have been training on domain-specific data for a very long time. So we just need to educate and, and help those companies, uh, the, those practitioners, better understand what they should be looking for, what problem they're trying to solve. Because in many cases, if it is just a general, we want to get a, a thanks but no thanks letter out there, fuck, chat GPT would do that in seconds. Yes, it will. Oh, shit, Chad. That's the bell. You know what that means. Time to play a little buy Buy or sell. Our listeners that don't know, we talk about three companies that have recently gotten funding. Read a summary and then Chad and I will either buy or sell the company. Are you ready to play buy or sell? First up, we have Paraform. San Francisco's Paraform has raised $1.4 million in pre-seed funding. Paraform has developed a marketplace format enabling tech companies to post bounties for open roles with anyone able to profit if they refer a successful candidate. Although 90% of its users are currently professional recruiters, Paraform plans to expand to all professionals in the near future. Chad, are you a buy or sell on Paraform? All is old becomes new again. How many systems have we seen over the years that have been focused on bounties that have just miserably died very quickly? I mean, it's it's crazy. The timing here really sucks and uh, only experienced veterans in the space could actually pull this off. So at the end of the day, it, it's a timing thing. It, it's an experience thing. It's an easy sell. Oh, that's a sell from chat. All right. Yeah. H3 came to mind. 
when I first heard it, like Hans. everybody can refer, everybody's a recruiter. Yeah. And H3 was a great technology. I actually got paid uh, back in 05 or 06 uh, mm-hmm. when I referred people and it didn't work out. And this was like great, great executives, good technology, yeah. and it didn't work. Talking to Hans, which we both know, was CEO of the company, uh, he thought maybe social media and the, the evolution of social media might change it. Maybe mobile will change how we refer jobs. It just doesn't work out for whatever reason. People don't just just people don't want to be recruiters who aren't recruiters. Mm-hmm. People don't want to just like shotgun job postings across social media. Uh, that's not cool. So it just it just seems to fall flat every time. And then you look at, well, okay, maybe it can just be like a recruiter thing, but then you've got bounty job, scout, talent drop. Like there's so many like companies that do this that are much more well established. Yes. Is your differentiator that we we target startups like i don't think that's a long-term business plan um so yeah for me as well like (laughs) it's a sell all right let's get to uh work era palo alto's work era has raised 23.5 million dollars in a series b round this brings total funding to 44 and a half million dollars WorkEra says it enables organizations to develop their talent by providing a deep understanding of their employees' skills. WorkEra will use the funding to expand its comprehensive ontology of over 7,000 skills, including soft skills assessments, and to develop more frequent skill check-ins for ongoing workforce measurement. Chad, buy or sell WorkEra. So actually giving your employees the skills and paths to better paying jobs has actually become important again. Can you believe that shit? Go figure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Remember when it was last important, when it was one of the only ways companies could receive tax write-offs. That's when it was really popular. We had an incredibly skilled workforce because companies had to either pay taxes on those dollars or develop their employees. And that stopped in the 80s with trickle-down bullshit economics. And ever since then, we started to hear about this new thing. It's not really a new thing anymore, but that thing is called a skills gap. And every single year, it's grown and grown and grown. Now, companies have no fucking choice but to look at the skills gap as a problem and institute upskilling quickly. Attrition rates are higher because we're not helping employees build their skill sets find other internal jobs, and stay. An internal Amazon report demonstrated that through attrition, they had lost $9 billion. Upskilling is a huge wave that I'm on, and if companies, practitioners don't get on it, they're going to fucking drown. This is a buy for me. Nice, nice, nice. 60% of the time, it works every time. So talent intelligence is a really competitive space for a reason. This business is very complicated to me. It's a lot of pie charts and graphs, a lot of mumbo jumbo psychobabble. But I understand people that want that, uh, it works at least 60% of the time. So you've got Plum, you've got Eightfold, Gloat, you've got a ton of money in this space. I love surfing a big wave, which makes it really hard to like not buy this company. Unless this whole space does become psychobabble bullshit and they all burn uh, in their own feces, then there are going to be a lot of winners in this space. WorkEra's CEO has a really nice resume. Uh, he's got Stanford. Uh, he was a founding member of Deep Learning AI, and he has pretty easy access to some pretty deep pockets. So for that mm-hmm. reason and more... 
I'm also going to buy Work Era. All right, let's get to Payday. It's not just a great candy bar, Chad. They've raised $3 million <laughs> in a seed round. Payday offers African remote workers and freelancers the ability to send and receive money in dollars, euros, pounds, and 20 other currencies. This brings total funding to $5.1 million. The company has grown its user base and transaction volume significantly since its June 2021 launch, ending last year with over 100,000 users, which has since grown to more than 300,000 users. Chad, buy or sell payday. So today, more than 60% of Africa's population is under the age of 25. By 2030, young Africans are expected to constitute 40 two percent of global youth africa is the future paying people is the future having infrastructure to do so is the future payday obviously is the future in this case and as you talked about a hundred thousand to three hundred thousand pretty easy easy traction for them so payday has already smartly turned down an acquisition set at 15 million dollars because i believe by the end of next year, they could get 100 times that. It's a buy for me. Nice. Chad, who, who was in Africa this week? Vice President Kamala Harris. And what is, our, what is our vice president's visit to Africa signal? It signals a shit ton of money that's going to be going into Africa. Uh, even mentioning it in her speeches, saying that we're going to get rich and you guys are going to get rich. And not I'm paraphrasing, but you you get the idea. China's in Africa in a big way. Uh, yes. Capital, European capital, pouring into the country. These guys are going to have to work not to be successful. They're going to have to work at fucking this up. Capital is going to flow. People are going to get paid. Money need, is going to need to flow in a lot of different directions and a lot of different currencies. So, yeah, for me, like this is they're going to have they're going to have to work to fuck this up. This is a screaming <laughs> buy for me from Payday. Let's take a quick break. Don't push me because I'm close to Listen the to some edge. smooth hip hop. When we get back, a little naughty chat. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's Pandologic.com. Uh-oh. Companies have been naughty, Chad. Go figure. Naughty, naughty. All right. Deal. That's D-E-E-L. Damn it. I like those guys. The $12 billion startup in our space has been accused 
by some of its workers of potentially misclassifying them as independent contractors. At least half of the company's 2,000 workers worldwide are classified as independent contractors, and some are concerned about their labor rights and missing out on benefits. Of course, Deal insists that it complies with relevant labor laws and empowers workers. Meanwhile, Chad, over at one of my favorites. Oh my god, I'm a Chipotle. Chipotle is my wife. That's right. Chipotle has been ordered to pay $240,000 to ex-employees at a main location that tried to unionize despite denying wrongdoing. The settlement falls short of reopening the closed location, but former employees will receive between $5,800 to $21,000 and be put on a preferential hiring list for one year. Chipotle also agreed to post notices at 40 stores saying they won't discriminate based on union support. Only one Chipotle location has successfully unionized so far. Chad, we got naughty naughty from Deal and Chipotle. What's your take? Yeah, a quote uh, in an article about Deal is, how can you trust a vendor to help you be <laughs> compliant that aren't compliant themselves? I mean, and, and that, I mean, it's eating your own dog food kind of thing. It's like, oh, we can help you do X, Y, and Z. Well, shit, you're getting dinged for it yourself. Mm-hmm. This is amateur hour, kids. I mean, it feels like Deal is really just trying to fool the system like Uber and Lyft has for years. Um, it's not about freedom to choose. Uh, especially here in the U.S., it's about a company's opportunity to cut cost by not providing employee benefits. Um, the CEO saying, uh, you know, that he's listed as a contractor is like Chris Heim saying stupid shit like he'll cut his salary by 25%. Dude, you're making a shit ton more cash than your employees. This is a total let them eat cake moment. When I read this, I was, I was mad because yeah. I think platforms like Deal and remote. I mean, there are plenty of them. Atlas. I mean, there's some great EOR opportunities that are out there. But I mean, this is this is a huge, huge strike for deal. If I if they were in the RFP process for me right now, they would automatically be out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, it's funny you mentioned uh, Mr. Himes. I don't know if it's public or not. Somebody, somebody told me he makes fourteen million dollars. SEC filings. Yeah, yeah, total yeah. comp. Yeah, that'll buy a lot of beer. Mm-hmm. So good for you for taking that that pay cut, buddy. Yeah, fuck off. So apparently, the CEO of Deal is a contract. That was in the story. I'm not sure how that works. Does that justify it? No. The dude's worth how much in stock? Uh, I can't imagine. Like that's always the game. I'm only going to take a dollar in salary. Look at yeah. me. I'm yeah. I'm one with the commoners. Commoners. Yeah, I agree. Like there's so many players in this space. Oyster, Remote, uh, Velocity, Global. Uh, yeah. You know, if if you're looking at some of these companies, yes, this should be a little bit of a red flag to move on uh, and and go to the next player. Um, this is bad optics for them. Uh, the union game to me is 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 really interesting. Howard Schultz, uh, founder of Starbucks, went to uh, Capitol Hill and performed pretty well. Um, Starbucks, in comparison or in contrast, uh, has seen more than 290 of its location unionize um, just over the last year. So who would you rather invest in, a Chipotle 
or a Starbucks. I'd rather eat it, eat it, eat it, eat a Chipotle, but that's beside the point. I mean, uni- <laughs> unionization. Ultimately, I think both of us wish the federal government would take more of an active role uh, in making life better for for frontline workers and not let the marketplace take so much of a lead on this. But until then, we're going to have stories like this where unions are either trying to get crushed or some smarter employees are trying to lift up unions when they yeah. can. Yeah. Well, and as long as this is allowed, and in this case, they had to pay, it was, it was back pay. There, there's no fine. This, this isn't a big sting for corporate Chipotle. Yeah. I mean, give me a fucking break. So as long as the federal government continues to allow these, these little check your cushions for, you know, a quarter of a million dollars, which you can find in, you know, Chipotle HQ, they need to do that, the back pay piece, and then they need to find the shit out of them. And that needs to go toward, uh, you know, revenue, total uh, national revenue. And then they will stop this shit. When you start smacking them hard, then they stop playing the stupid games. But this will continue. And to say that they'll put those employees on hiring lists, I I can only imagine. (laughs) I can only imagine the interviews. Um, Can can someone actually ask if you're pro-union or not on an interview? Because Mm -hmm. I almost guarantee you, you know, that's just a quick knockout question for them. And I'm pretty sure that the uh, these employees, electrical bills and plumbing bills and rent rent, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure that didn't pause while this uh, case was sorted out. I'm sure that those hardships were still there. Work from home, Chad. This is from the Wall Street Journal this week. A recent Labor Department report showed that working remotely is becoming increasingly rare, with 72.5% of business establishments reporting that their employees teleworked rarely or not at all in 2022. This is compared to 60% in 2021. More workers were on-site full-time in 2022 than the previous year. With employers pushing staff to work on site more often as recession fears prompt an increased emphasis on worker productivity. Some large companies are now expecting their employees to report in person more often, viewing remote work as a liability. However, remote work is unlikely to disappear entirely, with 13% of current job openings being for remote positions. Chad, the frog continues to boil your thoughts. And it will continue to boil. I mean, it's, it's interesting because we started treating or we had to start treating our employees like adults. Uh, And the problem with the U S market is that for decades, the U S has put GDP over happiness, uh, not caring about the employee as much as a shareholder value. We know this, right? So then in the pandemic, we saw that every job that could be performed remotely magically was remote overnight. In those jobs, we saw great productivity lifts and happier employees because they had autonomy, which means we can have both great GDP and happy employees if they treat them like adults. And therein lies the problem. The 1950s management style crowd does not want to treat employees like adults. They can't have that control measure that they they, they always want. Now, In the last LinkedIn report, the number was 13% of uh, jobs on LinkedIn were were, were remote. 50% of all clicks went to those jobs. And if that's not a signal, I don't know what the fuck is. Seriously, companies are having problems retaining and attracting talent 
while the talent is – they're telling you what they want. One of the things I think that we don't talk enough about in this issue is commercial real estate. And with the, the crash of SVB, Signature Bank, and a lot of things that banks are going through, everyone that I listen to is predicting a total collapse of commercial real estate, which has to weigh heavy on uh, – corporations and banks and let's call it the establishment in terms of like the world uh, of that world falling apart or not. And an easy solution is get your workers back into the office and we won't have to uh, have this calamity. I think it's, I don't know how big of a piece of it that it is, but I think a lot of, a lot of CEOs are getting together and say like, if we don't get people back into the office, the whole system is going to have a lot of, a lot of problems. Now, I personally think this real estate could be turned into, I don't know, places to live for people. Apparently, there's a huge housing shortage uh, in the country. They can be put in new services, different businesses that can be put in there. Some laws may have to be changed to make that happen. But I think the commercial real estate has a lot to do with this. The, the, the CEOs and executives in the story talk about the initial like work from home was a sugar rush of like people wanted to stay at home, so they worked harder. Now they're getting back into their old habits of you know, going on Pornhub and, uh, you know, <laughs> extended lunches or whatever, instead of working. It's a control thing, uh, obviously talking about culture and, and, you know, rubbing together. I think part of it also is whether we're in a, a high unemployment place or not. Um, certainly if employment's going up, then the ability to let these people go that want to work from home is easier to do. They're the easiest people to lay off as, as many companies are going through layoffs. I'm still optimistic that when the dust clears, uh, our children will and their children will be in a more remote workplace, a more fluid uh, lifestyle where they can work in multiple places, go different yeah. places. I'm still optimistic that the future is going to bend toward more autonomy, more uh, remote work opportunities. But for right now, it's it's uh, it's the pendulum is swimming swinging a little bit back to the power of the employer. Any any leader that says productivity is a problem, that's a leadership problem. Yeah. If they're saying that things aren't getting done, that's a leadership problem. That That's not a people problem. It's it's ridiculous. If they're not getting projects done, if they're not meeting quotas, I mean, these are things that we put in place to be able to analyze how a person's spending their time and if they're actually getting to those goals. So it's fairly simple. Those are individuals, if they're underperforming, they get put on a PIP or they and or they get fired. That's it, right? So yeah, I, I think these are all just kind of like traps. Whether the company is the the real estate is being used or not, with the productivity, they've been making more profits. So who gives a fuck? Write out the lease and then get rid of the goddamn thing. The big thing that we talked about before is taxes and will some of these cities come back at the companies and say, hey, look, you said that you were going to have thousands of people come in, which was going to boost more more spending in the actual city. That's something that I think is is legit. But then we have to talk about and how we evolve work and then how those different areas outside of the city actually evolve too. Yeah. Good point about the uh, the government benefits and tax uh, tax breaks that companies have been getting. I, uh, I had forgotten about that almost as much as I had forgotten about OnlyFans, which we have not talked about we in have months. Not. So if you've been missing it like <laughs> I have, stick around, kids. Oh, you haven't been missing it. <laughs> Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? 
there's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at AcquireROI.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. All right, Chad. Let's talk a little OnlyFans. <laughs> okay. Jasmine Jafar. Huh? I'll, I'll spell that for the kids that want to Google it later. J-A-Z-M-E-N Jafar, J-A-F-A-R. Sounds like a Disney character. Aladdin. I'm pretty sure it's not her real name. Jasmine Jafar. <laughs> uh, the 27-year-old attorney or should I say former attorney, has left her law career to join OnlyFans, where she has earned over $180,000 in the first three months of 2023 what? through subscriptions costing $6.99 per month. Wow. Jafar, Jafar had been working in law for just under six months when she decided to change her career. She had created an OnlyFans account in early of 2021, but it only dabbled in content creation. Jafar said that she only went into law to please her parents, who I'm sure are just thrilled of her new career choice and is now much happier as an OnlyFans creator. Chad, your take on our first lawyer, I think, turning to OnlyFans. We've had a cop, a nurse, a teacher. Yeah, yeah. Now we have a lawyer. Your thoughts? It is amazing. And, you know, I, for, for some some people, I mean, because I'm sure men do it too, just not as many. It's liberating and being able to you know, create content, do what you want. And, you know, mom, dad doesn't like it. Buy them a fucking house. They'll be fine. Right. At the end of the mm -hmm. day. So it is, it's really interesting that she, I think it actually said she made uh, per month, what she made all year, her annual salary as, yeah. as an attorney. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you're a hot person and you don't mind a little risque, you know, then OnlyFans might be the uh, the side hustle for you or new gig. Yeah, there's somebody for everyone on OnlyFans, I'm sure. So yeah, <laughs> so 180,000 in the first 3 months of OnlyFans, she was making uh 75,000 a year as wow. a lawyer. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, anyone objecting to this career change is likely to be overruled. Jasmine Jafar. What are you doing, Steph? Good on bro? you. And Chad, we, we out. out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chad and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell. Enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt, but save some soap because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite Western, you can't quit them either. We out.
You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.